welcome to Treasures of Truth, a daily broadcast from Monday through Friday, where we encourage you to come and study the Bible with us. Treasures of Truth is a ministry of Treasure Valley Baptist Church in Meridian, Idaho, and your host is Pastor Rick DeMichael. This week we're airing a message entitled, Rejecting the Truth. And in this week's message, the preacher will bring a sobering and heartfelt message concerning what could be argued is the most important message we as humans can hear. That there is a truth, that Jesus Christ is the only way to heaven, and that there will be too many people that will reject that truth in this life. The greatest friend you have is the one who shows you the way to Jesus Christ and an eternal life with Him. And we sure pray that today's message will be a blessing to you. If you would like to hear today's message again, or other messages by Pastor DeMichael, please stay tuned until the end of today's program for more information. And now your host, Pastor Rick DeMichael. All I'm trying to say this morning, folks, is God's not playing games. We might play games, but He's not. And we can stick our head in the sand and ignore these consequences, but it isn't going to make them go away. Look at verse 13. He says here, And shall receive the reward of unrighteousness, as they that count it pleasure to riot in the daytime. Spots are they in blemishes, sporting themselves with their own deceivings, while they what? Feast with you. These are people that fellowshiped with God's people. But but this is one chapter I would never want to be featured in. Second Peter chapter 2 or the book of Jude. Know what I'm saying? I, I wouldn't want to, I, I wouldn't, I, when I read these two chapters, 2 Peter 2 and Jude, I always fear and tremble that I might find something that sounds like me in those chapters. This is God's judgment on the, on, on, on the, the intentionally conscious wicked that just oppose him and his people and his church and his preachers and everybody. Look at verse 19. While they promised them liberty. Oh, thank God I escaped from that place and I, I finally have liberty. Oh, man. You know, some girl complained she had to dress modestly. Some young man had to act like a young man. Now he gets to act like something else. And look like something else. Oh, and, and, and you know, and, and, and they preached against alcohol. And, and drugs. And isn't it wonderful that they're legalizing those drugs in all these other states? Thank God I'm, I'm free. No, you're the slave of sin. You broke loose from righteousness. He says, while they promise them liberty, they themselves are the servants of corruption. For of whom a man is overcome, and of the same is he brought in bondage. For if after they have escaped, watch verse, uh, watch verse 20 now, the pollutions of the world through the knowledge of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. They came to church, they were loved and nurtured, and, and they were provided with good entertainment and good fellowship. And maybe they hung around because they thought they could get a, a clean spouse, but then get the bleep out of here. They escape the pollutions of the world through the knowledge uh, of, the, of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Even when a person is not saved, if they emulate some of the characteristics of being a Christian, it'll spare them a lot of the reaping that takes place when you engage in overt sin and corruption. As many of us found out the hard way before we got saved. So he says here, they are again entangled therein and overcome Watch this. The latter end is worse with them 
than the beginning. For it had been better for them uh, not to have known the way of righteousness than after they have known it to turn from the holy commandment delivered unto them. But it has happened unto them, according to the true proverb, the dog is turned to his own vomit again and the sow that was washed to her wallowing in the mire. And that's why I say, don't plan on going to heaven. Because if you're a guy, God says you're a dog. If you're a gal, God says you're a pig. And I didn't hear the word sheep in there anywhere. Lastly, Revelation 20. Hell is no longer a reality in our country. It's just a swear word. It's all it is. Or it's a theme for a horror movie. Which, by the way, you can never do any justice to the horror of hell. When I get done reading this, I just have to shake my head and say, I, I don't even understand it. It's that terrible. You say, what are you doing this morning, preacher? I, I'm, I'm trying to bust some granite loose. Okay, I'm not, even trying, I'm not even trying to plow the fallow ground. We're not even dealing with dirt here. We're dealing with rocks. We're dealing with hearts that have calloused over. And haven't been in this thing for almost 40 years. The law of averages says, I'm preaching to someone here or out there that's ready to take that plunge themselves. And I'm begging you, don't do it. Because when God starts saying stuff about you that he is saying in Proverbs 1 and in, uh, and uh, First uh, Peter chapter 4 and Second Peter chapter 2, it's too late. And then this is where you're headed. Look at Revelation 20. Revelation 20. And if I was a lost man, this would be the most frightening portion of Scripture anywhere in the Bible. Verse 11, I saw the great white throne and him that sat on it from whose face the earth and heaven fled away, and there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God, and the books were opened, and another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to their works. And the sea gave up the dead which were in it, and death and hell uh, delivered up the dead which were in them, and they were judged every man according to their works. Do you see that phrase, judged every man according to their works? You know why that is? Because people always say, no, I don't need Christ. I'm good enough. I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Can't you, can't you see the sticker on, on, on the window on the front door here? The charities I gave to? There's three of them here. We're doing fine. We don't need that. I have a neighbor that you need to talk to, but I don't need it. See, that's, what, that's how people think. Religious or non-religious, that's how they think. I'm okay. My works are going to make it. And you know what God's going to do at the great white throne judgment? He's going to show them their works for what they really are. Are you, are you saved here this morning? Let me see your hand if you're saved. Aren't you glad that the blood of Christ covers your sins? Let me tell you something. If, if, if all of you knew some of the thoughts I had just this last week, I would run out that door and never come back. And if I knew about the thoughts that you had this week, some of them, not necessarily all of them, I wouldn't waste my time preaching to you. Now, can we just be honest? But for the grace of God, we show up at this judgment. So let me say something to you, Christian. Why don't you just get all excited about that and start telling people about Christ, even if it means they're going to get mad at you. Let's get our proverbial soul-winning thumb out of our mouths and open our mouths for Christ. Because if we don't, this is where they're going. The Bible says in verse 14, And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast 
into the lake of fire. Finally, Herbert Lockyer's classic book, The Last Words of Saints and Sinners. I just want to read a couple quotes. These are some famous infidels, atheists. And some of these names, if you studied a little history, uh, you'll, you'll recognize them. Thomas Paine, the renowned American author and infidel, exerted considerable influence against belief in God and in the scriptures. He came to his last hour in 1809 a most disillusioned and unhappy man. During his final moments on earth, he said, quote, I would give worlds, if I had them, that the age of reason had not been published. And the age of reason was his, his thesis, his treatise against Christianity and against Christ. He said, O oh Lord, help me. Christ, help me. Oh God, what have I done to suffer so much? But there is no God. But if there should be, what will become of me hereafter? Stay with me for God's sake. Send even a child to stay with me, for it is hell to be alone. If ever the devil had an agent, I have been that one. You say, what is that? That's before they drugged people up before they die. Now everybody just sees a beautiful light. Atheist, Christian, missionary, God-hater, all the same. Not in these days. God often gave you a glimpse of these people saved and lost as they, as they pierce the veil between earth and heaven. Talleyrand, the renowned French statesman, best remembered as foreign minister under Napoleon, and later foreign minister to Louis XVIII, was likewise known for his infidel leanings. At his deathbed, King Louis asked Talleyrand how he felt, and he replied, quote, I am suffering, sire, the pangs of the damned. Voltaire the noted French infidel and one of the most uh, fertile and talented writers of his time used his pen to retard and demolish Christianity. Of Christ, Voltaire once said, quote, curse the wretch. He once boasted, quote, in 20 years, Christianity will be no more. My single hand shall destroy the edifice it took 12 apostles to rear, unquote. Shortly after his death, the very house in which he printed his foul literature became the depot for the Geneva Bible Society. The nurse who attended Voltaire said, quote, for all the wealth in Europe, I would not see another infidel die. The physician waiting up with Voltaire at his death said that he cried out most desperately, quote, I am abandoned by God and man. I will give you half of what I am worth if you will give me six months of life. Then I shall go to hell and you will go with me. O Christ, O Jesus Christ. Now, if you keep playing around with God and you're not serious, that's going to be you one of these days. We want to thank you for joining us today for Treasures of Truth, and it is our hope and prayer that today's program was truly a blessing to you. You've been listening to a message entitled, Rejecting the Truth, by Pastor Rick DeMichael. And in this week's lessons, we have been taken through the Bible to learn that there is an absolute truth. There is a reason we are here and there are sadly many who boldly claim that there is no God. Unfortunately, these same people will one day realize how wrong they were, but it will be too late. The good news is that if you are listening right now, that it's not too late. Because Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And if you don't know for sure that Jesus Christ is your Savior, then we encourage you to contact the offices of Treasure Valley Baptist Church, and we will gladly help in any way we can. And as we mentioned at the beginning of the broadcast, if you would like to hear this or other messages by Pastor DeMichael, 
feel free to visit our website at tvbc.org. That's tvbc.org. You can also visit our YouTube page or follow us on Facebook for more information. Treasures of Truth is a ministry of Treasure Valley Baptist Church in Meridian, Idaho, and we would love for you to come join us in our services, which begin with Sunday school at 9.30, followed by the morning service at 10.45. We also have a Sunday evening service at 5.45, and of course, all of the services have fully staffed nurseries available for young children, as well as interactive and exciting programs for all ages, including junior high, high school, and college age groups. And don't forget our Wednesday night service at 7 o'clock, which has the Master's Club program during the school year for the kids, and a Bible study at the same time for the adults over in the main auditorium. We hope to see you soon at Treasure Valley Baptist Church, and may God bless you.